Welcome to the Hotel News Now Podcast Network. This is senior reporter Dana Miller. Today, we're going to dive into the recent news of Google stating it's moving forward with eliminating third-party cookies for Chrome users by third quarter this year. Though it is just affecting 1% of Chrome users um, as of now through a test, about that's about 30 million users, it will ultimately lead to billions of users seeing fewer targeted ads that reflect their browsing history. So first, let's define what internet cookies are. Simply, cookies, which have actually been around since the early days of the internet, are bits of data that are created by a web server when a user is on the computer. So they identify your computer when on a network. And according to Kaspersky, quote, this data is labeled with an ID unique to you and your computer. When the cookie is exchanged between your computer and the network server, the server reads the ID and knows what information to specifically serve you, end quote. Consumer advocates have long argued that these cookies do invade privacy, but on the other hand, many um, ad brokers are resisting because they rely on Google to track key metrics. Google says it has introduced alternative software tools to replace cookies, but many say there hasn't really been much time for people to test these tools and ensure that their businesses can really seamlessly transition. Uh, for an expert source on these things, I've tapped today Tim Peter, founder and president of Tim Peter & Associates. His company provides strategy and digital marketing consulting services. Welcome to the podcast, Tim. Thank you so much for having me, Dana. I appreciate being here. I'm excited to dive into this, but first to give our listeners a little bit of um, an idea of who you are and what you do, could you just give us a little rundown of what Tim Peter Associates really um, dives into? Absolutely. So uh, I led digital globally at several large hotel companies for over a decade, uh, worked for what is today Wyndham uh, and for the leading hotels of the world for a bunch of years. And then over the last 13 years, my company and I are a full-service marketing consultancy that we help hotels and resorts optimize their marketing distribution strategy and drive mm -hmm. direct revenue. And our goal always is to help our clients increase reach and lower their cost of guest acquisition. Wonderful. Well, I think we're in good hands with you then for these questions that we're about to run through. Um, before we really dive into the most recent news with Google, I do want to take us a little bit back to about a year ago. Um, so this is not the first time that Google has been a cause of concern for hoteliers. And you know this specifically because I saw you wrote a blog um, on our website, Hotel News Now, titled Say Goodbye to Google, Hoteliers. Um, so in this blog, you did make a little bit of a case for why it might be a good time for hoteliers to reduce their hotel's dependence on this search engine. Um, at that time, Google had somewhat taken online travel agencies' place as you know the most important sales and marketing channel for most hotels. So can you give us a little bit um, of some background on that blog, and then we'll dive into the rest of things. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, obviously, we are a big believer in you want to be on every shelf you can possibly be in. So I want to be very right. clear. I don't ever want people to say, oh, don't be on Google. What I do want to say is that if you're shifting, you know, all of the way that you get your inventory in front of guests from OTAs to Google, you're simply trading one intermediary from another. Mm -hmm. And as Google faces some challenges in the coming year, and they are going to face some challenges, their, their business model is somewhat under threat due to uh, the increased use of artificial intelligence tools. They are facing a bunch of antitrust hearings. Um, we're about to go through the cookie apocalypse. Uh, a whole <laughs> host of reasons why the traffic that you get from Google 
could decline over the, mm-hmm. course of the next year. And if you were putting all of your eggs in that basket, anything that hurts Google ultimately can hurt you. So it's yep. not that Google is bad. It's more how do you diversify your sources of traffic? How do you diversify your sources of revenue? So that if something were to happen where Google drops by 5 or 10%, you don't take a 5 or 10% hit. And that's right. before we get to anything where, you know, Google gets hit really, really hard, uh, any of which is theoretically possible. So that's really sure. the idea of why it always comes back to how are you finding the right, most comprehensive strategy for reaching the broadest array of guests at the lowest possible cost and not mm-hmm. putting all our eggs in one basket. Sure. So maybe future proofing yourself a little bit for what could potentially happen. Absolutely. I like that cookie apocalypse. We're definitely going to get into that. But I mean, I guess really just to set the ground from your perspective, why is this happening from Google? Yeah, so so f- Google is instituting something that they call tracking protection within Chrome. Mm-hmm. This is really driven by uh, the EU first and by privacy advocates more broadly. Basically, Google holds a lot of power. You probably are aware, folks listening to this are probably aware, Google is the largest seller of advertising in the world. Um, They collect an enormous amount of data about customers and privacy advocates and legislators, particularly in the EU and in about a dozen states here in the US are starting to say, hey, that's not so cool. Maybe they shouldn't have quite so much power. And so this is really an attempt to reduce the amount of information that advertisers and not just Google, but all advertisers can gather about people, can gather about citizens, you know, and protect the privacy of us all. And so this is really driven from how do we create more anonymity for people when they're, you know, out there using the web. Mm-hmm. The, one, the one quick thing I would I want to say about that specifically is that that obviously creates challenges for advertisers and it obviously creates challenges for publishers who rely on ad revenue to fund the content that they create and provide often for free quote unquote to their readers so there's a lot of different stakeholders whose needs need to be balanced here that makes this a little bit complicated yeah absolutely it really does tie into a lot of different facets there. And since we're specifically, you know, hotelier focused, I'd love for you to kind of dive into, are there any challenges that hotel marketing and revenue generation teams should watch out for now? Yeah, for sure. So the first thing I should say is you may not see a large change right away. You know, as you mentioned a minute ago, they're testing this with just 1% of Chrome users. Mm -hmm. Some of my upscale and luxury clients get half their traffic or more from Safari on iPhone. So if you've got a lot of iPhone users, you got a lot of people on Safari, and only 1% of the people on Chrome are are potentially in this test, you may not see a difference Mm. at all in the short term. You may not see a bigger difference until they roll it out to a broader audience as we get later in the year. Obviously, I have clients who get a lot of Chrome traffic. You may be more likely to notice. What's really key is paying attention to the effectiveness of your advertising and of your marketing channels to see, do you notice any difference in what's being reported? The, yeah. The, the, I'm kind of going to answer a question you haven't asked, but the, <laughs> yep. the particular challenge here is in very, very early tests, it looks like 
the problems that people are seeing at the moment are not with how messages are targeted to users and more about the ability to attribute the effectiveness of those ads mm-hmm. to, their, to the people they're showing them to. So if you see your ads start, quote unquote, performing worse, it doesn't mean that necessarily they are. It just may mean they're not being measured as effectively. So that's really what you're going to want to watch for is okay. to see your ads performing worse and then dive into, is it an actual performance problem or is it something to do with the fact that it's just not being attributed correctly? Gotcha. Okay. So has anything like this, to your knowledge, happened before in internet history where, you know, there might have been changes to, okay, my ads might be performing less, you know, (laughs) tracked less, and these are the key metrics I need to look at. I know you just said, you know, make sure you look at that, but any other, um, you know, like big red flags that these um, disciplines can really look at to know that this is attributed to Google's move? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So so we have actually seen this before. Safari okay. and Firefox did the same thing that Chrome is about to do. Mm. Oh, a couple of years ago each. Um, uh, in Apple's case, Safari calls it ITP, Intelligent Tracking Protection. Um, uh, Mozilla Firefox calls it ETP, Enhanced Tracking Protection. So this has existed for a while. And we saw some similar issues, particularly with things like Facebook on Safari. So if your your customers were using an iPhone, um, oh, and uh, by the way, Apple also did app tracking transparency a couple years ago, mm. ATP, just to throw another acronym at you, you know, more <laughs> alphabet soup we have to deal with. Uh, <laughs> but you might have seen your Facebook ads didn't quote unquote work as well because app tracking transparency or um, ITP made it tougher to track the effectiveness of the ads. So what we've encouraged people to do, what we continue to encourage people to do is pay attention to your overall performance as well as the performance of individual channels or individual marketing campaigns. Mm -hmm. If you see the effectiveness of campaigns falling off, if you see the effectiveness of channels falling off, but you don't see your overall direct revenue falling off, it's probably an attribution problem, not a... Uh, problem getting your ads in front of the right audiences. So you need to look both at the big picture as well as the individual channels to make sure that you're seeing the whole picture of what's happening. Mm -hmm. Do you suggest looking at this like daily, weekly, bi-weekly? Is there really kind of a, you know, a cadence of looking at these things? (laughs) That's a great question. And and the most honest answer I can tell you at the moment is we're not 100% sure solely because they're doing with this with such a small user set at the moment. You okay. may not see it in small doses right out of the gate. Uh, I would encourage you to be looking at least every couple of weeks, probably. Uh, but then I would encourage you to be looking at your performance numbers at least every couple of weeks anyway. So, uh, you know, ideally sure. this will just become part of your regular process and being aware that, oh my gosh, we're seeing a big drop off. I'm, I'm saying this, you know, as a theoretical, we're seeing a big drop off in the performance of our remarketing campaigns. That's where you're most likely to see it first. Uh, You know, if you're doing remarketing campaigns through Google, for instance, uh, Google Performance Max ads, things along those lines. If you see a drop off there, take a step back, come up to the, you know, 10,000 foot level, 50,000 foot level and say, okay, what are we seeing in our pace reports? What are we seeing in terms of our bookings that we're getting through direct channels? Are those dropping off? Are those holding steady? 
or ideally growing. Mm -hmm. And then maybe it's just a tracking problem, not a uh, problem with the actual advertising. Okay. So say, you know, a revenue strategist distribution um, expert, you know, in the hotel space does notice a bit of a drop off, does notice that this could be attributed to Google. Is it something that you really should act fast on and like really scramble to strategize? Or is it like you said, take a step back maybe a little bit and kind of assess what the next steps are? Like what really should the next steps be in this case? Yeah, great question. It's it's something where you definitely want to proceed with a certain amount of caution, right? The, the mm-hmm. biggest mistake that I think people could make at the moment is having a knee-jerk reaction. Oh, wow, we saw a big drop-off in our remarketing. Let's go ahead and open up a whole bunch of inventory on somebody like an OTA that's going to cost you a lot more per reservation. Don't necessarily do that. Obviously, if your pace report shows you're not getting business, that's a separate challenge that you want to think about. Mm-hmm. You should be approaching that the same way you would any other soft period. Um, but you want to work with your agency partners. You want to work with you know some trusted resources to say, okay, what's actually happening here? You want to dive into and understand what are we actually seeing? And in fact, is this a tracking problem or is this in fact, you know, this specific campaign we've been running is suddenly not performing? Mm-hmm. In my experience, and I've been doing this for a minute, um, you know, usually if you've been running a campaign for a, any given period, campaigns tend not to fall off a cliff all at once. You know, you Mm -hmm. can see a gradual decline over time. If you see a big drop all at once, especially as we get later in the year when they roll this out to a wider set of people, that's probably more a sign of attribution. And you want to take a chance to look at that. If your top line numbers are moving in a big way, that's a bigger problem and you probably want to react a little more quickly. Sure. Okay. Now, in terms of your client base um, or that you've seen from peers, um, I'm wondering if there's a little bit of a, you know, independent versus branded and how this could, you know, maybe affect brand channels more or or brand branded hotel companies more or independents that maybe rely a little bit more on this kind of thing. Have you noticed any kind of commentary around that? It's We haven't seen a lot of that yet. I do expect we're going to see a little more of that again when they roll it out to a larger set of folks. Um, In my experience, most branded hotels aren't doing a lot of remarketing at the individual property level, right? The brand is taking care of that, so they're the ones Mm -hmm. who are more likely to see that. They're the ones who are more likely to react to that. Independents tend to do a lot of remarketing because you've had somebody who visited your website, you get them cookied, and you want them to see ads for you as they go around you know, their other business on the web. Um, so you might be more likely to see this uh, at an independent level. Uh, maybe maybe the best way to say, it, say this is you're more likely to see it at an individual property level than obviously you're going to see it at a group level, right? Most groups mm-hmm. aren't doing marketing. You know, if I'm, if I'm a management company, I might be doing marketing at my regional level or I might be doing marketing at an independent property level, but I'm very rarely marketing the management company. So I wouldn't see mm-hmm. the aggregate. I'd see it on a property by property basis. Okay. Are you aware of what these you know, other tools are that Google has said it's going to replace these cookies with? Is there any talk of that within your realm of um, folk yeah, yeah. that you... There is. So um, the biggest one that they're talking about at the moment, and there's there's a handful of these. There's a There are literally about a dozen different proposals that Google and others are working through the W3 on uh, the World Wide Web Consortium on 
um, to talk about how do we balance those competing needs among advertisers, among publishers, and among uh, consumers. Mm -hmm. uh, the biggest one by far is something called the Privacy Sandbox. And oh. the, the Privacy Sandbox is Google's proposal for how we are able to effectively target customers. And I want to be I want to be fair. I do a lot of advertising. My clients do a lot of advertising. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to target customers, right? We want to put the most relevant ads in front of the most relevant audiences. And I would argue most customers probably want that too, right? Mm -hmm. I, if I'm a customer, I'd like to see ads for things I care about, not just random ads for things that don't matter to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I, that we all know what the people quote unquote hate advertising. A lot of that <laughs> is driven by you're showing me ads for things that I could care less about. Right? <laughs> um, so the privacy sandbox is meant to, uh, and this is from Google's own messaging, um, phase out support for third party cookies, uh, cookies when new solutions are in place and reduce cross-site and cross-app tracking while helping mm -hmm. to keep online content and services free for all. Mm -hmm. So basically what they're saying there is we want to make sure that we're protecting the privacy of users and also not putting every publisher site in the world out of business because their ads don't work any longer. Right. So that's, right. that's the big one. Um, and it's just a series of proposals and a series of APIs that really your ad agencies and people like ad networks will connect with to ensure mm -hmm. that they're able to put the right ads in front of the right audiences, but in a way that protects the privacy of individual users. Yeah. Okay. And I'm wondering a bit how social media can come into play, whether it's, you know, these strategies shifting more to kind of hoping that Instagram's algorithm will pick up on, you know, John Smith searching up Marriott.com and then, you know, that's popping up to the top of his feed kind of thing. Um, just curious if you have any comments around that social media, how that plays into it. Yeah. So, so I think social media plays an important role and should play an incredibly important role in terms of everything you do with your marketing and distribution right now. And I want to, I want to broaden the discussion where it's less about cookies itself and more kind of bringing it back to the first question we talked about with, yeah. you know, uh, uh, not putting all your eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. Google faces a number of challenges this year. And I, I, I don't want to make this a big bash Google thing. They just have yeah. some very real problems, right? We're seeing mm -hmm. more customers use AI-based tools. Um, we're seeing much more, especially among Gen Z and Gen Alpha, in terms of people searching right within social. Um, we are seeing things like search generative experience on Google that actually are putting a whole different set of responses in front of the customer as opposed to the way uh, organic search has typically worked. Mm -hmm. And all of those could have downstream effects on your business. So what I would suggest is the way you can be assured that you're going to win at search or win at marketing in 2024 and beyond mm -hmm. is to have customers search for you by name. And social can play an incredibly important role in getting your name out there and become getting driving brand awareness, driving brand affinity, getting people to know more about you. So mm -hmm. working with creators, focusing on user generated content, focusing on organic social for your own brand can be incredibly beneficial, tougher to track. But yeah. I mean, to be fair, marketing worked that way for decades before digital ever came along. Mm -hmm. So it's more about how do we build a brand that customers will seek out, that guests will want to choose. 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the ability to track it just becomes, you know, an old school problem in terms of how we figure out, did this actually deliver results to us as opposed to, you know, oh my gosh, cookies are gone. We can't market <laughs> any longer. Right? Yeah. Yes. These are good tips. Just don't put all your eggs in one basket. I'll keep remembering that. But <laughs> Exactly right. Exactly. And I would, I would encourage you, you know, work with your agency partners Make sure you understand any issues that might be specific to your marketing campaigns. You know, mm-hmm. it, obviously we're painting with a broad brush at the moment. It's probably true for 95% of the folks listening to this. Some of you may be doing very specific things where it might have more impact. So, you know, make sure you work with your agencies and understand that. Good, good. Well, Tim, to leave our listeners, just one last question. Truly, you know, what could the long-term effects be of you know, eliminating these third-party cookies? Do you think this will permanently shift digital marketing strategies? Um, What's really to come? Yeah, so in some ways, what's to come is where we were. And I mentioned this a moment ago. Marketing is, marketing, rev gen, rev management, distribution, all those folks always are asked to do more with less every Mm -hmm. year, right? We all know this is true. I don't think I'm telling you that (laughs) out of school. Uh, And and the thing we have to recognize is one of the things of which there will be less in the coming years is data about individual customers, is data about groups of customers, and the death of cookies, this, this cookie apocalypse that we're talking about, plays a role in that. So not only are you being asked to do more with less, it's going to be harder to prove that the things that you're doing work, right? Mm-hmm. We have become very accustomed within digital to, we can track it down to the person. We can see, we spent a buck over here and we got 10 bucks back over there and we can absolutely connect all those dots. Mm-hmm. We're going to be in a period, at least until better AI tools come along that can, that can build, you know, more effective attribution models easily. We're going to be in a period where it's going to be tougher to connect those dots for some time. Probably throughout 24, I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably well into 25 and maybe even into 26. So we have to think more strategically about, are we building a brand? Are we driving long-term revenue? Are we seeing those long-term revenue gains? And Mm -hmm. not getting so hung up on the detail of, I know that I dropped a quarter in a slot over here. I saw a dollar fall out the bottom over there. And I know that that actually tied those two together. That's going to be tough. And we're going to have to get used to making more decisions with less data and and finding better ways to actually measure the effectiveness in the larger picture and not worry so much about the individual tactics. Well said. Well, Tim, is there anything else you want to mention before I let you go? No, I, you know, the only thing, first of all, this has been a great conversation. Thanks so much for having me. You know, I would encourage people to keep learning about this, keep listening to your partners about this, keep learning from your agencies, from other folks in the industry, you know, talk to as many people as you can and see what they're seeing and hear what they're hearing. Mm-hmm. You're going to see Google, Google uh, proposes that the biggest changes they're going to roll out are going to happen probably around mid Q3, that date could change. Uh, Originally, they were gonna get rid of cookies in 2020. So this Mm -hmm. has changed multiple times. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, take it seriously now so that when they roll it out to a larger group later, it doesn't catch you, you know, flat footed. But keep learning along the way, keep paying attention to the news, keep paying attention to other folks so that you're, you're best prepared for whatever comes down the road. Yep. You don't want to be last to get on this, I'm sure. But (laughs) 
Well, Tim, I appreciate so much your expertise on this. It, I learned a lot and I hope our listeners did too. And I think this was a very helpful conversation. So thank you so much. Thank you. Hi, I'm Isaac Colazzo, Vice President of Analytics at STR. Hi, and I'm Jan Feitak, National Director for Hospitality Analytics for the CoStar Group. Tune in to our new show, Tell Me More, a hospitality data podcast. It's a podcast on the global hotel industry, its current trends, what we're thinking about, and where the industry's going. And we like to have fun with the data, too. Find us on hotelnewsnow.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today. This episode of the Hotel News Now podcast was recorded on January 10th, 2024 by Dana Miller and edited by Rachel Dobb. Go to hotelnewsnow.com for the latest industry news.